Hello, privates. Can we just take a minute and spill the tea on the most sensational celebrity romance out there right now? It is setting the internet ablaze. That's right. We are living in a Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey world right now. And I am sure you have definitely heard of this and you, like me, might be obsessed. (laughs) And this whirlwind romance keeps getting better because our girl Taylor Swift just won a Grammy for album of the year. And now her boyfriend, NFL heartthrob Travis Kelsey is gearing up for the Super Bowl this weekend with the Kansas City Chiefs. You better believe I'm going to be on the edge of my seat watching along with everyone else who's obsessed with football and or this romance. Could it be the most watched Super Bowl ever? I think it could be. That is my prediction. And some of us are probably not so secretly hoping for a swoon-worthy proposal during halftime, but personally, I don't think Taylor would try to pull focus from Travis during his big moment, right? But we all have our hunches about their romance. (laughs) I have bonded with so many people that are also following this romance and everyone has their own take. In fact, this love saga has become so colossal that even the go-to sports book, My Bookie, is offering all sorts of bets on Taylor and Travis and their love adventure. So (laughs) if you are a devoted Swifty and you have been glued to every moment of this romance, Guess what? You can actually cash in on the Super Bowl festivities at my bookie and make a few bucks predicting the most adorable details. Like, is Taylor going to give Travis a hug? Or is she going to be rocking a matching sweater with Brittany Mahomes? Is her hair going to be up or down? Is she going to be wearing her signature red lipstick? My bookie is the one-stop shop for everything Taylor Swift related during Super Bowl weekend. My bookie has over 30 pregame prop bets centered around Taylor. So while you are enjoying the Super Bowl spectacle this weekend, you know exactly what to bet on. And I'm gonna guess it's gonna make the Super Bowl a little bit more fun to have a little skin in the game. Or you can tell your boo that he should place a few extra bets on the love Super Bowl. So bet on the Taylor and Travis love saga this weekend at mybookie.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast about love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak, and today we are talking about a taboo, privates. Actually, a double taboo, because we are not only talking about cheating, but we are talking about women who cheat, which I think doesn't get talked about all that often. And in the Good Wife study, nearly 92% of respondents said that they thought women are judged more harshly than men for infidelity. So that is a very interesting statistic to keep in mind as we kick off a three-part series. It is Why Women Cheat Underneath Ashley Madison and Female Infidelity. This is actually from the archives. We first recorded these interviews a couple years ago, back when Sophia was co-hosting the show, and it is one of my all-time favorite series. So I thought I would freshen it up, put it back on the feed, 
And this time we are going to dive more into the findings of the Good Wife study. But first, in today's episode, we are going to talk to Nikki. Nikki is a wife and a mom and an executive, and she gets her rocks off on Ashley Madison. She does her extracurriculars there. So we are going to hear about the nuances of her and her situation. And then in the next episode, we are going to talk to Paul, who is the chief strategy officer at Ashley Madison. And then in the final episode of the series, we are talking to Isabella, who is on the Ashley Madison communications team, and she co-authored The Good Wife Study. And again, we're going to dive a little more into the findings of that. And yeah, at the very least, I feel like talking about affairs is titillating. And it actually is also very illuminating about all kinds of things like desire, our willingness to communicate about pleasure, the allure of illicitness and danger and just so much more. And it all makes for a really interesting stew when it comes to this conversation. Now, I am not condoning cheating. I actually have never cheated myself on a partner, like sexually, romantically. But I understand the allure. (laughs) I very much get why some people do and I'm very curious about the psychology of it so without further ado let's dive into our conversation with Nikki I am super excited to have this conversation (laughs) I actually signed up for Ashley Madison when I was single just like I need some stable dick (laughs) and I wound up messaging with a dude and not going through with it but I am intrigued and I cannot wait to hear about your experience so give a little bit I know you're staying anonymous you know you're going by Nikki but tell us like a little bit about you where you live and your relationship situation going into this sure well I am an executive um, Ooh. and married for 12 years in the DC area and just decided to do more than dip my toe into the, uh, world of having an affair. Had you previously dipped your toe in and what was that experience? No, 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 no. Never. Have you always been a monogamous in monogamous relationships? Yes. Always. And was your marriage your first really long relationship or were you like a chronic long-term relationship person? Chronic long-term relationship person. Mm. Met my husband when I was 22, Mm. got married when I was 27. Now I'm knocking on 40 and I'm not the same girl I was back then. When did you feel the itch? When did you start to be like, I want to explore this or like something besides my husband is turning me on? Hmm, probably about three years ago, at which point I first talked to my husband and I said, you know, I'm feeling like this. I'd like to do that. And honestly, he really wasn't into it. And to kind of go out on a limb and say, I want to do this different, or I kind of like you to do this and to not have that happen. It's like super rejection. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's not something you ever want to bring up again. So then you are caught up in something that doesn't really serve your needs, but you don't really want to change your situation. So do you go without or do you go with and take advantage of the short life that you have? I love that we're, because you're anonymous, we're staring at your titties right now and it just seems perfect. (laughs) Honestly, I was like, can we make all of the people we interview just do this? Faces are highly overrated, but this this great rack. (laughs) I mean, thank you. And you know, I didn't, I don't have any makeup on. I just got a Brazilian. I'm just not in the mood for my face really on camera. No, I'm feeling it. Okay, so yes or no, do you love your husband? Yes. In the way that you thought you would love your husband, you know, in your like girlhood fantasies? Like when I was 22. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I love my husband. He's my best friend. He's my family. But I don't feel that like I want to rip your clothes off and just fuck all night type of Mm -hmm. feeling. Um, mainly because of that rejection, right? Like I asked him point blank, I want you to pull my hair and I want you to spank me really hard. And I want your hands around my throat. He looked at me like I had two heads. (laughs) I'm like, or not. Okay. Speaking mine and Courtney's language, honestly. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, how how about I keep politely fucking you missionary style? (laughs) (laughs) till the end of time he's like he's like in sickness and health and monotony the one thing i will not do is throw any variation into our sex routine (laughs) honestly it's like stunning my sexual potential because i give amazing head but he can really only like take so much of it i'm like but wait i've got more no no let's just get down to it i'm like okay so completely unmatched sex drives Yes. And then, okay, so how did you find out about the site? What were your initial experiences? Listen, do not make fun of me. But Never. This is a safe space. <laughs> With titties I... like that, you're safe from any type of ridicule. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, girl. Um, I actually Googled how to have a secret affair. <laughs> you precious angel. <laughs> you're like if Laura Ingalls wanted to have an affair that is the cutest thing I've ever heard if like Laura Ingalls like was unassuming and didn't know shit and then became like a really badass bitch who just unleashed her inner slut then yes hell yeah yes and you're doing it executive style you're like I need a game plan (laughs) I want to go A to Z let's do this affair now Right. So let me recoup some of my street cred. Um, I didn't know anything, right? I never did this before. I'm like, okay, I'm going to use a fake name. By the way, like, this is my profile photo, um, which strange. Successful, enough, gets probably. Super <laughs> successful. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, it attracts a massive quantity of dick pics, which I'm not interested in, but I'll get to that. So I didn't really know what I was doing, but I didn't want to fuck it up. I wanted it to be worth it. And I wanted it to be really good because I am not here to waste my time. So I would say over the course of the first two, three months, I talked to more than 100 men, 100 on the surface, attractive men. But I had five criteria, chemistry, attraction, communication, follow up, 
and realness because come on, there are so many creepy, creepy, creepy guys out there who think they're like Captain America and they're not. So I, I had the five criteria. I down selected them pretty quickly for the most part down to the top 10. This is where the executive comes out. I She's know. like, Right? I know the hiring process. You're not going to pull one over on we me. We are here for your <laughs> TED Talk. No. I feel like even single people should take this criteria advice. This oh, is yes. good advice. Amazing. Absolutely. I love realness as a factor. Of yeah. course. Like, uh, first of all, I never, ever met anyone without a video first. Video chat, which I have a fake number through Google Voice, which I then leveraged on WhatsApp. So my WhatsApp and my Google Voice cannot be traced back to me, but I can video chat with you one-on-one to make sure that face that you showed me on that hot body is actually you. So anyway, I met all 10 of these men in person, one-on-one, some for coffee, some for cocktails, some in the park, and they were all super hot, super dateable. But Mm. still, like the inner Laurel Ingalls was like, I can't fuck them all. I only made out with three of them which I think is conservative. It is really conservative. And I only fucked one to begin with. Um, But he was, he like popped that affair cherry hard. He was so good to me. He was super fucking hot, but all, and and like really alpha, but not a dick and extremely generous and kind. Just made me feel like I was the hottest thing that had ever graced the planet. And believe me, like I am a real girl with like all the, like I'm not a snack. I'm like the whole meal, right? And he was so good to me. And he made me feel like, man, I am fucking great at having an affair. I'm going to keep doing it. So um, <laughs> we're still friends, right? I still see him. I'm going to see him this week, which is why I just got a Brazilian. But yeah, it, it just like really amped me up. And I just felt so powerful. Not in like, a, uh, it went to my head kind of way, but it made me more confident in a very, very cool way. Ooh, my question is this. Do you have like an a line where you're like, oh, okay, now this like infatuation or whatever, I could see it going somewhere else. Like I need to cap it. Or you're like, I'm up for all of this. I'm totally chill with whatever happens. Or are you a little bit worried that it could on some way like impinge on your relationship with your husband? Oh, that's such a good question. So with this particular guy, we'll call him D. No, our vibe is so cool. Like I'm not in love with him. He's not in love with me, but we know what each other needs and we're really good at it. There have been others. Uh, there's a guy, we'll call him B and we had a really intense connection and in probably six weeks that we were kind of seeing each other, he wanted to leave his wife and his kids. And I'm like, no, cannot. And so as much as I was super into him on like a mental level, which is what really drew me to him, I had to cut all communication. And I, I honestly, to this day, this was probably like six months ago. Like I, I miss him. Like, I wish I could still talk to him, but I know that I can't. So I'm staying really clear with my goals. Like I'm not trying to change my life. And when I think about my husband, the reason I don't feel guilty is because I do love him and I am good to him and I don't want to hurt him. This isn't about him. This is about me. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment in that where you got caught up in the fantasy of it too? And you were like, fuck, I could leave my husband or like this guy yeah. could be my new husband. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, it crosses your mind. You start to picture your life in this different town or this different way and uh, what it would be like. And then 
you come down to the, the yes or no moment. Like, am I willing to change my life and to go and jump off this cliff? And the answer is always no. Or it has been to date. I mean, you never know. Yeah, you never know. (laughs) If you switch places with your husband, how would you feel if, say, you were someone for whom this wasn't a priority and, like, you love your partner and then you find out that, like, they've been having an affair? Do you think that your reaction to it would be different from him just because of, like, what your guys' like interests and like kind of sexual, I guess, uh, identities are. Yeah. No, I would be just as pissed. And a matter of fact, we were in the grocery store and this woman, literally I fucked him right in front of me. And I wanted to like ram this fucking watermelon down her throat because how (laughs) dare she look at my husband like that. And I realized how hypocritical that sounds. (laughs) But I'm only human, and this is a 100% have my cake and eat it too. So I'm not expecting like, oh, I'll be cool and low-key if the shoe was on the other foot. Fuck no. Are you kidding? Like all the knife emojis and the coffin. What? <laughs> okay, so let's follow that a little further. What <laughs> if this hypothetical was real and you discovered that your husband was cheating on you would you want to stay in the relationship or would you be tempted to leave? Would that change how you feel about your dynamic? Because you're saying it doesn't affect how you feel about your husband. It's not about him. Would you feel that way if it was about you? I thought about this. And at the end of the day, I would then have a real choice because that would be a just cause on the other side of it, right? To make a life changing decision. Mm-hmm. No matter what, he will always be my family. I and mean, we've been together for almost 18 years. We're, we're family, no matter what, good, bad, or indifferent. But we also have a child. And so for that reason, your selfishness gets ended at some point because, you know, do you want to fuck up this kid's life and be selfish and take away everything that they love and know and appreciate? Or, you know, are you going to like come back down to earth and make it work? And you don't know what the answer would be? I don't. I, I'm, I, feel, I don't. I really don't. It wouldn't come down to he and I in a marriage. It would then become a mother issue. It would become mm-hmm. like, I don't want to have to split time away from my child because of these other choices. And it wouldn't be fair to do that to him either and be like, fuck you. I'm taking my kid and I'm leaving. You know, that wouldn't be the right thing for us either. So that's, that's the sticking point, And that's, thing I cannot answer. And I've really thought about it Uh, because I don't know. I think my husband is the love of my life, but I can meet someone else, you know, three years from now that could be also the love of my life. And, you know, what do you do in that moment? So I think that that's a a big struggle that many, many, many couples. I know the people that I talk to on a daily basis, they don't want to change the situation, but they're not getting sex at home or they don't love their spouse anymore, but they have children and they don't want to change anything. It's such a common thread that really ties people in this lifestyle together more than you would think. The kid thing? Absolutely. Did it change your sex life initially when you had kids? Um, what changed was me and my, I swear like the hormones like did something to me. I just became needier and like sexier and, and sluttier and he didn't. And um, in all the good ways, like I own that inner slut. I love her. She gives me so much joy. 
So I don't want it to sound like I'm talking down about sluttiness because that's not it at all. No, we're very pro slut, pro ho, yeah, pro everything on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Ever downloaded a dating app and thought, can I just be honest about what I want? That is the dream, right? Well, I recently found Floor, and let me tell you, it is a game changer. When I browsed through the profiles on Floor, I felt inspired, like inspired about dating. Do you know how hard that is? And the best part is, there's no waiting for likes. It's a vibrant and lively place, so you are gonna feel like a queen. And I saw this woman on Floor who just wanted to experiment with bondage. You know, no beating around the bush, just clear-cut desires. She said, one night stand, that's it. No confusion, no dating app drama. It's like a breath of fresh air. And that made me think of my friend Chloe. And a few years ago, Chloe shared her fantasy on her blog. And she just wanted to hook up with an older man who's going to take her right to his car. And, you know... Anyway, she got called a freak, and she's been questioning herself ever since. And let me say, there is nothing wrong with Chloe or anyone else embracing their desires. Fleur is where fun, wild, and safe collide. They're crazy about safety, and that creates an environment where you can truly open up. No judgment, just connection. So join Fleur now. I wish I was single so I could join Floor. Trust me, our desires deserve a platform like this. So download the Floor app, set your relationship goals, whether it's a long-term thing or a rendezvous with a hot stud. Just be real about it. Be shamelessly you, and I promise you're gonna have a blast on Floor. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. I mean, I wonder about like the fragility of pursuing this lifestyle in terms of like, yes, you don't want to get discovered, but also like to me in my mind, it would be so much easier to have an affair in the olden days where people can't just like look you up and Mm. like find you on every platform. How do you stay like safe? Like how do you trust someone enough to get involved with them? to know that there isn't going to be a moment where they can like fuck your whole life up. Yeah, absolutely. No one ever knows my real identity unless I know them verifiable, like on social, there's like only two people, two people who actually know who I really am and I know who they really are. So it's like, if you're going to tank my life, I'm going to tank yours. But also we have such a good relationship that it wouldn't get to that point. And that's a massive part of the screening process, right? If I don't feel like I can trust you, then we cannot fuck. Casual sex is not the goal. I could take care of myself. I could fuck myself. That's not what this is about. Like this is about connection and intensity and emotion and really living out a part of your life that you are not able to at home. And so that guy D that 
busted your affair cherry. Mm -hmm. You guys are on the same wavelength about all that stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like we turn our phones in the airplane mode. We never play in our own backyard. We use different hotels, never the same. And uh, we have each other's back. Like if we saw each other in public, we would lie for each other in heartbeat. Yeah. I guess it just seems so like it's scary to trust people in a relationship in general. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, you did that. You got married. You have someone that you trust enough to like raise a kid and have like a life with. And then like you're allowing someone into the like very precious, you know, (laughs) ecosystem of your life. And you're Mm -hmm. like trusting that they will only bring you the joy and like passion and love that you're missing and nothing else. And I think there's something like beautifully vulnerable about it. Does it make you feel like a different kind of like excited and raw and almost like being young again? It does. Not to say that, by the way, our 30s is old. I'm in my 30s too. I'm saying (laughs) like the first time you're having those like hardcore feelings. Yeah. When I have those feelings, it's like I wanted them to know who I was. I wanted that like bond to know, like, you know, this slutty side of me, but you also know the real side of me, the real professional, the real uh, social person, like, you know, and the thing about me is, and this is not to sound like I'm some big deal, because I'm not, but there is a lot of information about me as an executive and what I do professionally readily available on at least the first 10 pages of Google. And so if anyone would find out who I am, you could find out everything. So it's like, if you're going to know one thing, you're going to know it all. And that's the scariest thing. So for a long time, I was really private. And then for these two people, you know, I opened up to them and it made it so much better. But I I really prefer it that way. But I know that it can't happen with everyone. Is there a part of you that wishes like you and your husband could just be in an open relationship? I know that rejection probably like stifled the whole thing. But do you find yourself wishing you could just date other people and be open about it? Or is part of it the eroticism of like the forbidden? Yeah. It's like, I don't really care for him to know this side of me, especially Uh having been that, you know, having had that initial rejection. Also though, like I said, I am, I own my selfishness. I'm not willing to allow him to do this to me Mm. because I'm way too sensitive about it. You know? And although I know he would too, like I work so hard to make sure that he never, ever knows. And in my mind, I believe he won't. I, I kind of love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has been a really fascinating look behind the curtain because I think you always like get an idea in your head about what you think someone who might use the site is. But I don't think people even think that there's real women on there. Yeah. Um, who specifically do want this lifestyle. There are a lot of women looking to be paid. There are a lot of men pretending to be women to try to like elicit some kind of lesbian attraction to get women to talk to them, which is so pathetic. But yeah, so for an attractive, real woman who will actually meet and have an affair, it is like a kid in a candy store. We're talking super hot doctors, lawyers, politicians, teachers, entrepreneurs, you name it. These are not just some guy in a bar somewhere. These are like high caliber hot men that you would want to fuck. So you just had your pick of the litter and are still just having a blast with your spreadsheet and your (laughs) hundred guys to pick from. (laughs) 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, with COVID, that obviously sucked, but it also oh, yeah. bonded us, right? Like, so lots of like FaceTime or WhatsApp sex, um, sending nasty photos and dirty texting and, you know, phone sex, basically anything you could get away with. But, you know, in the past month, I've been able to to get back to it. And so, you know, I have met someone new, but I'm still, you know, with D as well. And he encourages that. And we're also to the point now where we're, we're able to share, you know, I'd like to see you with another guy, or I'd like to invite another guy or another girl. And so now we're like really checking off that sexual bucket list, which is oh, so Oh, hell yeah. Fun. Get it. Get it. Yes. Okay. Well, first I want you to rate your sex life before Ashley Madison, and then I rate your sex life today. Before Ashley Madison, my sex life was a four. And that's me like at my top potential really doing all the work. Uh, after Ashley Madison, on a scale of one to 10, I'd say it's a 20. Damn, that's, girl. It's a that's strong endorsement. endorsement. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I like I said, I'm just a real girl. There's nothing like unique. I'm not a fucking unicorn. But I know that I could pretty much fuck anybody I want. And that's such a cool feeling. Even in the boardroom, like I know what they're thinking when they're looking at me. And I know that I could own them if I wanted to. That's so fire. I recently started an OnlyFans and I was like, oh yeah, literally every man just wants to fuck (laughs) all the women in their lives. This is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, yeah, absolutely. Well, I wish you the best on your sexual awakening, and I hope you get all those things on your sexual bucket list checked off. And if you ever want to come back and chat with us again, we'd be happy to get an update. Totally. (laughs) I love that. Thank you both so much for having me. This was so fun. Thank you so much to Nikki for being so open and honest about this subject in particular. And shout out to Sophia. So fun to hear your voice again. And thank you for tuning into this episode of Private Parts Unknown. Stay tuned right here because I have got another sexy episode, another episode from this Why Women Cheat series coming your way next week. For the latest episodes, look down and make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player now. On Spotify, it's like a bell button and a follow button on most of the apps. It's like a follow or a subscribe. And to stay in touch between episodes, follow me at Courtney Kosak. That is K-O-C-A-K on Instagram and Twitter. And follow the show at Private Parts Unknown on Instagram and at Private Parts Un on Twitter. And hey, baby, I am shamelessly trying to hit the top 1% on OnlyFans always and forever. So if you are interested in a Playboy-style peek behind the podcast, you can subscribe to my OnlyFans account at OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. Again, that's OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. It is a very horny way to help support the show. And (laughs) I love... (laughs) I love my horn dogs, so feel free to subscribe on OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. And of course, subscribe to our newsletter. It's privateparts.unknown.substack.com. There is a link for that in the episode description. And subscribe to the Private Parts Unknown YouTube channel for the video version of a bunch of episodes. It's youtube.com slash private parts unknown. That's youtube.com slash private parts unknown. Even if you don't want to watch the video versions of the podcast, just subscribe over there because it really helps us out.
out in the algorithm. And check out my other podcasts for more of my audio creations. I have The Bleeders about book writing and publishing and Podcast Bestie, which is a best friend to podcasters trying to grow and monetize their shows. Shout out to Amy Rausch for the bomb-ass theme music. For more info about Amy and her music, check out amyrausch.com. That's Amy, R-A-A-S-C-H.com. This episode was mixed by my beloved audio guy, Michael Castaneda of Plastic Audio. And after enjoying this content, could we ask you for a quick favor? Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and give us a five-star rating and review. We are actually trying to hit some rating and review goals and you can help us out with this. So if you are listening on Spotify, we currently have 136 ratings and we are trying to get to 140. So if you are listening on Spotify, they actually moved some stuff around. So if you are on our page, you go to the three dots. It's like there's a preview, then the follow button, then the bell button, then a settings <laughs> tool, and then the three dots. So click on the three dots and go to rate this show and then just click all five stars. Thank you so much. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, whoop, whoop, whoop. I so appreciate you because we just hit 280 ratings, which was a goal of ours. And so now we have a new goal, and that is to get to 285 ratings on Apple Podcasts. And I would love a new review that I could read on the podcast. That would be freaking amazing. So if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love a five-star rating and review. And no matter where you are listening, you can give us a rating and review. You just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and leave us a five-star rating and a review. Thank you so much. And oh, there is one more way you can help support the show. We are now on the Fountain app. So if you are listening on Fountain or another v for v platform and you get value from this show, you can support us by sending a Boostagram or some sats for streaming. You can even send a comment along with your boost. And I have to say, those are my favorite messages to get because they come with a little bit of money. Thank you so much for sticking with me until the end. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring. Love you, privates. <laughs>